welcome everyone to chat with Sandy and Karen. Today we have the esteemed guest Luis Bertuz and he is uh, visiting from Colombia with us and Sandy Banzel and she is visiting with us our, our co-host owner creator from Sweden. Yay! <laughs> it's daylight! Hey, the sun is out. Lovely. Nice. So, is it so? Is it because it's winter that it's been very short days? Is that what you're, you're meaning? Yeah. No, the days are starting to get longer now. Nice. This this is how we can tell that Karen wasn't a geography teacher. <laughs> <laughs> because winters nights are shorter. <laughs> you know the tilt. It it's just, ah, I love it, and it's so weird here. Here we don't our days don't vary that much. Maybe like half an hour to either side during the year because we're in the tropics, and I love it when I go call people up at five o'clock in the afternoon. And it's already nighttime. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you like know, picking on people, don't you? I I I I enjoy having banter. Yeah. I'm not picking on people because I'm not being mean. I'm trying to, we're trying to have fun. Banter, banter. Well, you know where I learned about length of days is planting onions. Onions, yeah. because you have two varieties of onions grown here in the U.S. You have long day onions and short day onions. Who knew? If you have um, long day onions, that's actually in the northern part of the states because they're like you were saying before, there isn't much difference in the length of days, whether winter or summer. So there you go. That's, that's new to me. <laughs> I've I, just I, learned I, something. I just thought about like red and white. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you guys in Georgia have yellow ones, which are white. But yes, and, and sweet. South mm. Texas, you can get sweet onions too. Crazy. Craziness of onions. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Luis, we've been doing some research and learning about you as far as being an innovator. What was your cohort? Oh, uh, I was uh, New York City 19. Um, we, we got minted in late October of 2019. It was so much fun. It's a very, it's an unforgettable experience. Uh, I'm also a trainer. Um, and I'm working on having the whole Google certified everything. So I'm working on coach, but it's, it's taking a while. Oh, well, let's discuss that a little. Talk to <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. I, I told, uh, I was telling Sandy that I listened for like a day and a half cause I have this little uh, extension that reads websites to me because yeah. I, I'm an audio learner. And a uh, day and a half, and I thought, oh, man, I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty pumped about this. I was like in that part, halfway through the second part, you know. So I like it, it is a lot. And then when you start getting quizzed, it's one of those things that I say, I know I read this, but I, I it's not sticking. So I have to go back and read again. It, it, yeah, it has been. And then that plus work plus COVID plus being at home, yeah. that, that's yeah. not happening. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's like a master's degree. It's the stuff I studied when I got my master's. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's serious. Uh, it's great content, but wow, it's uh, serious. Plus, plus having, you know, the commitment of having to apply it. It's not just, yeah. you know, because nothing against master's degrees. I have two, 
but mm -hmm. but it's stuff that you do learn it, you do do the coursework, but then if you apply it or not, it depends on what you need. So yeah, I know you do get the learning, but mm -hmm. not necessarily, you know, you don't apply it every day. Right, right. Follow up. So how's your coursework going, Sandy? Oh, mine. Um, uh, you don't want to hear about mine. I will bore this podcast completely. <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm working on a, a master's in education and my um, module this month is um, politics, uh, policies and politics. Oof. There's yeah, that, that sounds fun. Yeah. I know. Our listeners can't see this, but look at my reading. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Look, Thrills by the minute. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, I was just, uh, it's hard because I think, like you said, Karen isn't a geography teacher. Karen's very uh, uh, business, marketing. Yeah. That, that kind of person. Um so yeah so. i don't want to get into the messy stuff <laughs> but otherwise uh Lewis, tell us tell us of something about barbecue sundays then oh barbecue sun curiously enough i've got stuff in the fridge right now for tomorrow um barbecue sundays is um I've, i i live in an apartment on a ninth floor so barbecue sundays are weird in my house for other people because i I have a, a Weber grill and I put it in the balcony, which fortunately I have a balcony, and then I grill on my balcony. And um, it got to the point where my neighbors, the whole building, they decided that they wanted to close off the balconies because they weren't using them. And I said, no, you can close off any balcony you want except mine. And no, oh, but it, 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 the look of the building has to be uniform. I don't care. I'm not going to grill in my living room. I want to grill on my balcony. So you leave my balcony alone, but, but it's going to look so different. Then don't do it. If you don't want it, don't do it. It's, I, was, I was the holdout. Other people did it. Not my problem. But I, I adore grilling. And ever since we've been locked in our homes, well, I, it's really helped to do something different on the weekends to like mark the weekend a bit. So, so I try and do barbecues at least once a weekend sometimes i can't sometimes i'll do it more than once and um it became sort of like uh on twitter we sort of started comparing and and and, and it became like a we a discussion on food and then we started comparing when we started grilling we'd start taking pictures of the whole process and it was fun and sometimes there's banter and then uh when people get new toys uh, recently uh d lanier he got himself one of uh, the big green egg, which I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a wow. big smoker, which is awesome. Yeah. And he was showing off his his egg and like taking sneak pictures of like something that looked like an avocado, but it wasn't. And we, <laughs> we figured it out. So yeah, it's been so much fun. And then we tweet out and then we start talking about food, which is always a nice distraction. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm preparing something for tomorrow. I'm still not sure what it is I'm going to do. I know the cut of beef. I have it in the fridge. It's, 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 it's marinating, but then I don't know what I'm going to do with it at the end. I'm, I'm, I'm between doing some kebabs or maybe doing some uh, tacos or just making it whole and just, I don't know. I'll, I'll, it'll come. So oh, we're going to look forward to it. Yes, we're, we're going to keep an eye. 
or Sundays barbecue uh, yeah. with the lease. Um, yeah. So what do you marinate with? Well, uh, right now it was frozen, so it's fine. And uh, when it's when it's more decent, I'll I I'm thinking about doing a dry rub. Mm. So for now, but then I'd have to wait till it's later because then it'll be too salty if I leave it on too long. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking about a dry rub. I'm I'm bordering on going for tacos, so it might be a bit spicy, but not too much because the kids will they'll, then they'll complain. But <laughs> but yeah, that's the idea. And and I did buy stuff that I usually don't buy because, for example, I love uh, grilled uh, peppers, and my wife has an aversion to peppers, so so I have the excuse, you know, it's for imagine it's like fajitas, but I don't like yeah. it. it. It gives it flavor. Yeah. It's not good. You don't have to eat it. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Oh, so, taking, nice. Taking the seeds and, out still bothers her. I mean, it just she just doesn't like the flavor. Maybe it, it's 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 it's, the heat. it's not the color. It's not and and we've had like uh, when you uh, when you do them confit, they are very good, but it takes a long time. But I don't know. Uh, it's it's one of those. I personally, for example, I I don't have. I hate. What's hate is a strong word, but I don't like celery at all. So, <laughs> so I'd rather not see it or have it or walk yeah. near it or anything. So, yeah. <laughs> hate isn't the word for it. <laughs> no, it's not hate. It's like I ignore it. It's it's a yeah. It's cellulose, basically. <laughs> awesome. And then, oh. and then the grilling, the excuse, the, the making a mess, the lighting the grill, because uh, of course it's charcoal. And here, getting briquettes here, briquettes are, they're very comfortable in the States to, to grill with, but they're, they're more expensive than they're worth here. And I just go for lump charcoal with that here. It's really easy to get. And lump charcoal, for those of you who don't under, know, is they burn the wood with low oxygen, so it just converts itself to charcoal, but you can still relight it. Mm -hmm. It's really good and it's nice and smoky and, and mm -hmm. it gives a lot of very good flavor to the food. Yeah, I don't like briquettes. They're too chemically. Yeah, and and it's, and when you find out how they're made, it's weirder yet because it's like, you know, it's like all the leftovers of everything and they just make it into something you can burn. Yeah, 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 sawdust. Yeah, yeah. no thanks. But I, I did see somewhere that they made briquettes out of um, like it was like a coconut shells, which yeah. I thought was interesting, but yeah, they probably burn pretty well. Yeah. But they have, but they do have to like go through a process and make it into a sludge and then press that sludge into little shapes or whatever. So it's weird. I wonder if you could take a coconut and chop it up and use it as a smoke source. If you could have a coconut flavor smoke, if you're barbecuing. Who knows? Maybe. I don't. I don't know if I, I haven't tried burning. It's been a while since I burned coconut on purpose. Well, we burn it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the, in in Colombia, there's in the coast, in the northern coast, they have a a dish that's called coconut rice. And what they do is they uh, open the coconut up. They use the coconut milk, and then they the they grate the coconut uh, flesh. And then that they burn it down until it becomes almost like a caramel. Mm. And they make the rice with that as a base. So the rice is very, very sweet. And mm. it's got a little coconuttiness, which is really good. But I wouldn't know if you could infuse that as smoke. 
I'm trying. I'm too impatient to smoke beef <laughs> because it takes like way too long and it, it still is time. in the balcony of my house. So every time I open the window, you know, all the smoke comes in and my wife goes crazy. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like 14 hours to smoke a brisket. It's a long yeah. time. That's that's the thing here in Texas. But I'm going to try it with a smaller piece of meat and uh, some coconut because that just right. I guess because I'm hungry this morning. That sounds really good. <laughs> so you can barbecue. Your weather's nice, isn't it, Karen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So basically, when the weather's nice here in about four months' time, <laughs> I can get in touch with you, Lewis. And um... so, you, yeah, you'll you'll have like a couple of days where you can barbecue, and then winter yeah. starts all over again. Yeah. yeah. So I make make sure it's on a Sunday, though. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but I'll, I'll I'll keep it in mind. I'll I'll check you out. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Oh, and then you had something else on. Um, are you? By the way, are you wearing socks? Uh, not now, not today. It's Saturday. I'm, I'm, I'm barely, no, no. I'm wearing pajama bottoms. Oh, okay. And, and it's so hot here. If I wear socks, I'll just slip all over the place because it's, it's, you know, no, I'm not wearing socks, but yes, I do have an obsession with socks and the obsession is based mainly on having them forced on me as the part of the school dress code. So I have to wear socks to school. And then I started wearing normal socks like normal people, but then I decided that if I was going to be forced to wear socks, I'd rather have fun with it. So yes, I do have several dozen uh, fun socks and they try to be uh, according to the theme of the year sort of. So for example, I have Christmas socks and I have uh, lots of Christmas socks. And I also have uh, here uh, around, instead of Columbus Day, which is going away, but still, we have a language day, like a native language day, sort of. So I have I have a pair of socks that I adore with uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez on the sock, which I love. <laughs> so I wear them around those days. And I have, um, I have, I, I'm, I have green socks that I wear for St. Patrick's, but they're aliens. They're not, I, I haven't gotten shamrocks. But I do try and, and like, I have a supermarket that is literally a hundred feet from my door. And they have an aisle where there's a stand with crazy socks. So every time I try and go and buy something normal, I might wind up with a pair of socks. <laughs> So there's like oh, alien yeah. abduction socks and and uh, I, ha I have a lovely pair of Pac-Man socks. So it's like a Pac-Man level in the sock. It's, they're beautiful. Fantastic. And I love them. Awesome. Yeah, probably, yeah, like, a, like you said, the wrong country to wear them. Yeah, right now, yeah. But, but, but since I have to, and since the kids have to wear socks, and then they say, if, it, it has happened to me. A couple of days, I, I, I sometimes would forget to wear socks. And then some kid would say, but you're not wearing socks. Why should I wear socks? <laughs> and then, so then I started having fun with it. And, and it's been really fun because then now kids are looking to see my feet to see what it is that I'm wearing. And I'll have some Super Mario socks. So, so they've got little blocks and stuff. and They're fun. So, yeah, yeah, it's a little quirk. And for the Innovator Academy, we had like a couple of people that had fun with socks. And the night before the Academy began... Uh, we went out for pizza and beer and I had a pizza sock and a beer sock, which I was wearing <laughs> for that night. So I, you know, to, you know, in, in honor of the event. 
So yeah, and there's somewhere on Twitter, there should be a picture of me, John Wick, who there is a real John Wick and his wow. his Twitter there address, is. His, his Twitter handle is John Wick because he was John Wick before the movie John Wick. Okay. So, so, and he was, he's a principal actually. So can you imagine, you're not sent to the principal's office, you're sent to John Wick's <laughs> office, which is so much more fun. And uh, so, so there's a picture of me, John, and um, the VR guy. Oh God, I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, and everybody just pulled up their pants and we we're showing our socks because we all had crazy socks. So it was, it was interesting. That was a bonding moment. Oh between yeah. Between you guys. And then that was, that was, we, we ran into each other. Somebody told us, oh, there's this uh, educator event in a bar somewhere in New York City on a, it was something like a 40th or 50th floor. And if you mentioned so-and-so's name, you could get in for free. So wow. I just, I was out walking with my wife. We were walking around Manhattan because uh, when she heard I was selected to the academy, she said, I'm going, but you're not an innovator. <laughs> I'm going to New York. So um, fortunately I have some friends who live across the river in Hoboken. So I begged for, for, for a room to stay in and they were very gracious and they were super nice. And so we stayed with them, but then I went out every day for a couple every day for the, during the Academy. And so we wandered around and this was the night before. So I dragged my wife out. So we went, we caught a show and then we went to this and it was so much fun. And then I said, look, What's the worst that can happen? We just don't get in. And then we got in and there was this beautiful balcony on a 50th floor with a view out to the, to the Empire State Building with a wonderful uh, sunset and everything and free booze, bad booze, but free booze. <laughs> so we wound up buying like beer or whatever because it was more reasonable than whatever it is that they were giving away. It was some cran apple vodka monstrosity, oh. but it was, it was free and it was fun. And I met up with a bunch of people that I'd known online, but I'd never seen in person. So that was fun. Back uh, when you meet people in person too. Yeah. So what was your innovative project on? Oh, okay. My project was, because it changed, uh, I have issues with lesson plans. Hmm. Uh, I'm not going to get into the whole debate on whether or not people should post a lesson plan somewhere. So I do believe that people have to be organized and they have to know what they're doing. But I know there is some, and because I found this out, there is some controversy on whether handing in lesson plans or not is a thing that people should ask of each other. But I'm particularly bad at posting lesson plans onto the place where they should be posted, when they should be posted on time. And I was thinking if there was some way, oh, okay. And besides that, I also work at school. Besides teaching, I also am jack of all trades. So I help out people with uh, some of the skills that I have with sheets and forms and stuff. I, I help them out doing forms and having the forms tabulate and having all that information aggregate in a place that you can look it up and you can use the information in a productive way, hopefully. And then uh, I was always asked to do like the, the form for the administrator who's doing the walkthroughs so they could check off stuff on the list yeah. or whatever and have them add up points or whatever. And um, I was always thinking that if in theory, the administrator has to look at your lesson plan before going in and doing a walkthrough, it would be really nice if in, in one place, the teacher could post their lesson plan, 
maybe hopefully export that into like Google Classroom or whatever so that it would be, you know, so that you wouldn't have, because in my school, we have to post the curricular map and then we have to post the plan for the period for that, for that, you know, for the bimester or the semester or whatever. And then the post for the plan, the lesson plan for that week. So that means that's three different plans for basically the same thing. And if somebody's gonna go do a walkthrough, they have to go look up your lesson plan if you posted it on time, have it, you know, give it a read to know more or less what you're supposed to be doing, right. and then just go and do the walkthrough and check off or write down or observe or whatever. If there were like a way of making all that into like one system where the teacher could just post their lesson plans, maybe share the classroom or whatever, and just post it onto their class. And then the administrator would come in and say, look, I'm going to go observe Luis. So let's see what he's supposed to be doing. And then he'd have the form right there. So he could just, you know, do his observation, check off and make it easier. That was the plan. And I sold that very nicely and the people loved it. And apparently I got a good, a good score when they were scoring and I got it. Then I went to the academy. The academy is a very intense, uh, it's a very intense experience. And this past year, it was changed because since there was no academies in person because of the whole issue going around, um, they made it virtual. So they made one huge academy, but instead of everything being compressed into three very intensive days, they had it spread out during eight weeks, which was really cool because then the innovators from last year have very mature projects already halfway going when they came out of the academy instead of just three very intense days of, of of somebody basically cracking a whip over you so that you would go through everything really fast and, and think about it and, and express all the issues that come up in three days. They got it spread out over eight weeks, but then the innovators from last year have very mature projects. And that's one thing. And then my real innovator project right now is um, after the whole academy was over, then we started I, I, since before the Academy, I started getting in touch with other innovators from around the world because I wanted people to give me advice. So when I started coming up with the, with my video, I made up like a, like a, like a mock-up of the video and I sent it to a few people if they could give me pointers. And then when I finally had like a very good rough draft, I sent it out to a group of innovators and I asked them for help. And then uh, that relationship with other people who are just as crazy as you are in the rest of the world. It's, I've, I've always called it like-minded wackos because everybody has a little bit of crazy and it's really nice to meet people who are the same brand of crazy as you are because there's always, you know, let's suppose that uh, my brand of crazy is a 1% of the population. In a small city, that's a very small amount of people. But if you go into like innovator, or trainer, uh, trainer has a lot of the same type of crazy, which is good. Mm. So, so you have a lot of resources to draw on and you have a lot of like-minded people who are just as crazy as you are, or at least, you know, they help out. And I, uh, there was um, the last cohort, the last English speaking cohort of 2019 was Sweden. And uh, somebody that I let's say mentored, but it's not the correct word. Something, somebody that I gave advice to went in, and on one night with the with Andy, who's the 
person who runs the academies, well, the, the head of the people who run the academies, they were out in a bar and she was, they were under a slight level of inebriation and uh, they were talking about how much <laughs> they love to be able to repeat the academy. And Andy said something around the lines of, well, yeah, but you can't do it as an innovator again because you're already an innovator, but you could come back as a coach. And she came up, said, you know what? I have a list of the people who would make awesome coaches for 2020. And she gave him a list. Dun, 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 dun. And then she drew up a Twitter chat with those people in the list. And we started talking. And that group started growing. And, um, and that group was really cool. And we just... We met once a week. We had a standing video chat on Sundays where we just connect and just shoot the breeze <laughs> and have fun and discuss whatever. And that eventually came to, there was days that were gripe sessions. And then we started talking about, um, in that case, we started talking about uh, the Google educator groups. And um, a few of us had issues with the Google educator groups on how they're there's something that is really interesting and really wonderful, but they're not really well supported. And there's a lot of noise coming out there. So <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, a, I have my, my, the guy who installs my ceiling fans is coming up. He is checking up on something that's making noise. So there might be noise still. Okay. So, so we met up and there was a group of us who were having issues with the Google educator group as a whole with the program. And we wanted to see what we could do to make it better. So, um, so we got together and we started doing activities and then, um, we started talking about, you know, what could we do to help others out in the Google educator group program? And we eventually reached out to May Ju who runs, who's the person in Google in charge of trainers and Google educator groups. Well, eventually, and then she gave us her blessing. And with that, we became Global GEG. And Global mm -hmm. GEG has become, also, I am one of the six co-founders, but that's an innovator project. Mm -hmm. So we brought that together and we have, right now there's six co-founders, which we couldn't, sorry, we live sorry, we live and breathe this stuff, but we have people who, who everybody, everybody there is obviously, we're all volunteers. So we have around 80 people total that are volunteering their time, uh, their work, and we put out uh, seminars and webinars all the time. There's at least one a week. And as far as we've done since May of last year, there's been over 300 things posted in our YouTube channel and it's been insane. And that has been awesome. our innovator project and it's been awesome. And the community is something that's very, very crazy. And right now we just finished a WeVideo uh, training thing, uh, like little tips on using stuff in WeVideo because Karen is also, she, she, she's evil because I wanted to be a YouTube <laughs> ambassador. And, and I am not. Well, okay. And I knew she was an ambassador. So I reached out to her, you know, how is this thing? No, well, yeah, apply. So I did. Yeah. yeah and I got I in. Do it. They were and crazy. Yeah. Thanks to Karen. Go, baby. Actually, actually, I asked Dr. Karen, and then I asked uh, her for permission to not call her doctor because, you know, yeah. I, I, I know I, people, I know people one, who take the doctor away, they'll get mad. This one case, I, just for you, Luis, you can do okay. that. Um, the uh, No, the Sunday afternoon mental health meeting oh, is yeah. where 
I uh, I went a few times when when I was mentally unstable, and it was great. It was a wonderful. Uh, <laughs> if 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 you're in education and you're not mentally unstable once in time, you're not. You know, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I, I think it's like a job requirement. Yeah. <laughs> it is. If yeah. you're not insane enough, you're not. You you don't deserve to be in education. That is fabulous. That's and right. it's still going strong. We're still doing it every Sunday. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Your your viewers, subscribers must be getting it's, higher and higher. Um, I could look it up right now. Uh, we have something. It's it's not so well. It's a lot for for education, especially if you consider that all the videos. Uh, most of the videos are at least an hour long. You see? Noise. Yeah, this Yay. is what we like. This is what we like. Yeah. And, um, if, if you consider that all the videos are at least an hour long and we have viewership of over, I don't know how many thousands, hundreds of thousands of views, that's impressive. Yeah. We, do, we, we have worked with uh, Google for Education in doing little projects. Uh, so we did the Google Junior Training Series, which is a series of around 70 videos that talk about uh, doing little stuff on your Chromebook. And that has been awesome. And that those have gotten a thousand. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Okay, yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to drop the uh, uh, shortened link to the Global GEG YouTube channel in the chat right now. And we'll also put it in the description sandy so yeah, yeah. uh that people can access uh i've put uh also um just the website for global geg i put that in our discussion right now okay um for all of our our one viewer right this yeah. minute so and there's, okay. there's the youtube channel wait that can slash i put it up in the yeah put it in there go ahead because i was going to shorten it but it's uh that's cool that's, that's the YouTube one, which is nice and short. Okay, so now here we go. Um, Luis, the, um, uh, we want you to mention this to all your hundreds of viewers so that they'll come watch chat with oh, Sandy of course. and I'll, 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 Once I get it, I'll retweet the, I saw Sandy tweeted that she was about to record, so I'll retweet it through global, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> Okay, give me one second. Let me get everything started here. I'll be right back. Absolutely. Well, yes. So, so this is well, this is brilliant about podcasting, right? The, yes. Reality, and we're having. Oh, I'm having so much fun. Yes, I am too. Wow, that's um, it's it's pretty cool how just a meeting of people, um, just getting like-minded people, like-minded uh, wackos, as Louise called it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now it's, it starts and, it, you know, it's changing the world. Don't tell him that because he'll get all egotistical about it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, there was something I wanted to say. How's your course going on? Pretty good. Pretty good. I have... Uh, my last is called a capstone project and I'm midway through the I'm doing the first parts, which is, you know, uh, you can either choose an existing business or create a new one. And then, uh, you do your mission, vision, vision and values and, uh, 
all that kind of stuff. That's the first part. So I turn that in tomorrow and then a uh, marketing plan. And then um, uh, the next part is the actual uh, uh, putting the, putting the, um, your logo together and your uh, how are you going to actually actually market okay. it so uh, i'm making a website and uh getting all that ready so i feel i'm pretty good i have three weeks to finish it and okay. i feel good about finishing and then i'll be done i'll have my mba so woohoo mm. Yeah. Don't ask the doctor how many M MBA she has, though. So she's going to be a master doctor or a doctor master? Yeah, a master, master doctor. Okay. But but for the Brits, the doctor and the master are completely different. They're opposed. Oh, okay. What, what does yeah. that mean? Doctor Tell Who. Me. You've never seen Doctor Who? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's, there's the doctor and then there's the master and the master is the bad guy. Oh, oh my gosh. And, and in one season, it was the mistress, but well, yeah. Oh, well, bad, bad doctor. <laughs> I'd be like bad, 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 bad doctor. Lewis, I've got a question for you. Sure. Okay, so each country has its own GEG group. Uh, not really. It depends on the geographical region. They used to be by country. And then um, uh, Google for Education has the world split up in regions. So they have uh, U.S. and Canada. They have Latin America. They have what they call EMEA, which is Europe, Middle East, and Asia. And then they have, um, I think that's it. It's three regions. Yeah, it's three regions. So the rules for the GEGs vary according to region. So originally it was a group per country, but then that got that got fixed real fast because the states uh, they split up into states, and uh, so there's GG Florida, and now it's gotten to a point <clears throat> where in the states it's by even sub states, so to speak. Yeah, so they've got yeah. South Florida, and they've got North Florida, and they've got South Louisiana, and they've got North Louisiana, yeah. and South Texas, and all that. And um, and in Latin America, we used to be by country. I, I used to run with a friend, with a couple of friends. We used to run GEG Columbia. And then the directive came from on up where we had to split into cities. Okay. And that for us, that and the demise of Google Plus was deadly because Google Plus was our platform. And yeah. splitting up our group of around 500 educators around the nation into cities just broke it up because it's not first Google for Education, it's, I know it's for free for, for schools, but not many schools embrace technology in the same way. Or sometimes, I'm not saying that this happens. It's, it's, I've heard that there are some schools where people have vested interests in certain products over others and there's like money involved, but I'm not sure. This is all raw rumor. And, and yeah. I know that there's a concept of corruption, but you know, education is above all this. But let's suppose that some places rather use certain things than others, or there are certain schools, especially the posh schools in our country that they love to do, they love to work with a, with a, with a product that has like a fruit that has a bite taken out of it because it's, it's because it's posh and because it's, mm. it's a, it's a because brand they have the and people love the brand. And they yeah. like and and you know the new the new version of their laptops where the back doesn't light up. That's really sad because you know 
before it was it drew your attention that you know there was a fruit and now they don't have it so some people are keeping on to the old one just because it lights up and and everybody knows what you're using so yeah um and um the the other thing which i've complained but i understand why they do it is the name google educator group really limits on when you're trying to grow your uh, your your membership because it implies that only educators that are vested in the google ecosystem can 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 apply which i think is ridiculous because educators are educators no matter where and uh i try and push for yes it's a google educator group but it's mainly an educator group and that's one of the rules one of the rules of being in a google educator group is that you have to be in education you have to be either employed by a school or working for a school or working around that uh, until the point that if you become if you decide to found a company like Karen is about to do and become a Google partner you're no longer eligible to run a GEG because then there's probably some monetary interest in whatever it is that you're doing so yeah and uh, we were broken up into cities so right now I run GEG Barranquilla as long as and co-run global GEG which is curiously enough global GEG is its own GEG uh, mm -hmm. and uh, Barranquilla and there's and our membership is small yeah. not to say that it's just me it's not just me but it could be just me because you know it requires free time and right now with not being able to meet up in person or do events it's it's mm. it's uh, it's staying there being quiet not doing much for now yeah it's all virtual yeah the um I'm uh, in Central Texas, which is about four hours away from South Texas, and I belong to the South Texas G. Yeah, Carlos is one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, Carlos, Carlos was our guest. Yeah. Awesome. I've, I've, I've known him for years. We applied to NYC together, and he didn't get in. And then uh, I, I gave him pointers for, for yeah. Virtual Academy last year. And he got in. I was so happy. Awesome. He's my mentee. I'm oh, a, nice. a Google mentor. So I'm uh, just really love. <laughs> I have two mentees, and I don't. Uh, and 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 it's one of those things that they're so far into their project. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, you you just cheer them on because you know, they're, they're rock then, stars. They're rock stars, man. And 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 I and and one of my projects is is a group project. So. And the mentor for the other one is uh, NYC19. So we're both like co-mentors to the two. And then like, I have a, a step mentee. It's so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> it's just an excuse to get together with educators and support each other, really. If you take all the labels, you just strip all the labels off. It's the fact that we love educating. We love students. We love that relationship with students. And we want all teachers to be successful. That's the way I see it. What I like to tell people all the time, the really, really important part about connecting and reaching out to others, the most important part is uh, education, no matter where you are in the world, is mostly the same. You know, we might speak different languages. We might come from different cultures. But the stuff that happens in a school happens in all schools. That's true. So you've That's got true. the crazy teacher who won't move forward who everything is a photocopy. You've got the crazy teacher who fears computers because like the mouse is gonna jump on, but <laughs> and all that happens 
everywhere, no matter how much technology you have or you don't have. Mm -hmm. And every problem that you're faced with, either somebody has faced it before or somebody is facing it with you right now. So if you reach out, there's more brains working on the same problem. It's what we did with um, when COVID was coming, uh, we, everybody saw it coming, just nobody was preparing. Right. And then, uh, Clay Smith, I don't know if you've heard of Clay. Clay is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clay is uh, London 19. And um, he works for the state of New York. He works for the Department of Education. And he was starting to like help the state prepare for what was going to happen with, uh, with COVID and going uh, remote. So he helped us out in letting us catch a glimpse as to what the state of New York was planning. And from that, we made like a boilerplate plan for schools so they could implement it with them. So, you know, look, this is coming. We're going to have to move remote. There's no way you're going to be able to do classes in person. This is like a roadmap of what you could do if you have the resources to do it. Mm-hmm. And that helped out a lot of people. So we had I, one day I walked into my principal's office and I said, look, this is coming. I know it seems far away, but we'd better be prepared. And she told me, okay, give me a next, show me your plan on Friday. Uh, next, so that Friday I showed her and the board of trustees the plan. By next Friday, we were doing PD. And the Monday after, we were already remote. It was, it was insane. Wow. Well, well, okay, we were pushing to remote, but nobody was going to class. Yeah. Mm. That was crazy. And then, and then other people took those same plans, translated them, adapted them or whatever. And then, but you know, the, the big part of doing it was you already had the roadmap. All you had to do was, you know, pick and choose what you needed or what you could use. You didn't have to start from scratch. Right. Because everybody was having the same issue. That's great. And it all started with connecting. Yeah. And, and people here, at least like in Latin America, that's, that's one of the things that pushed me towards doing Global GG. Um, schools see other schools as competition because most of the schools are private because public schools, going again to the whole idea, you know, a corruption is a thing that happens. And in Latin America, it happens a lot. And normally pr- public schools are, they are in theory very well funded, but who knows where that money goes. So I would never, ever, 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 ever send my kid to a public school here because you never know. And it's like here, the public universities are very good, but it's one of those things that you sign up for a five-year program, but you don't know if you're going to be out of the university in 10 years because there's so many strikes and so many stuff going on because of all the weird corruption issues. So um, here... In Colombia, at least, most of the schools that really invest in education are private schools. So the idea of reaching out to other teachers in other schools is like Coca-Cola talking to Pepsi because they're competition. What if they steal our secrets? Which is ridiculous mm. because it's all teaching. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that I've been really trying really hard to get people to embrace the idea of you know connecting because it really helps everybody out and especially the students. It's really ridiculous if I have to draw up something from scratch when somebody can just give me an idea which I can adapt to make my teaching and their learning process better. Mm. So yeah, it's weird. Yeah. 
Well, regardless, I think I want to go and teach in Colombia. I think the weather sold it. The weather and sold it. And, <laughs> and, in, and in posh bilingual schools, foreigners get paid very well, especially uh, not, but, but very well to live in Colombia, not very well to live in Sweden. <laughs> because the euro is very expensive. But no, but the idea is I, I, I have colleagues that are American or Canadian or whatever. We have a lady from Wales. We have, oh. we have very varied people in our school. And, um, and it's, it's an experience. It's a weird lifestyle because Colombia has certain things that are strange. But um, the import <laughs> teachers, when, when their contract is up and they have to go home or they decide to go home, I've had uh, really sad teachers who are girls uh, and normally say, where am I going to get my my nails done for five dollars <laughs> that sort of thing or 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 here having having um, having uh employing somebody to help you out at home is relatively cheap in yeah, compared to having a service or a maid in the states mm. here having somebody who'd come to your house once or twice a week or whatever or even daily or even having somebody who lives at home with you it's not insanely expensive because things here are cheap and expensive at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. No, but no, I understand because I was in Italy for two years. And oh, there you go. They, yeah. So, so yeah. And, and then, and then if you're into like fresh fruit and stuff, oh, Colombia's insane. It's yeah. really nice. Karen, that's where we need to go. We should do a special in Colombia. Hey, you're <laughs> welcome here. I'd, I'd invite you over for carnivals, but there aren't going to be any this year. <laughs> so, so yeah. That would be fabulous. I I have really enjoyed this. Sandy, do you, do you want to uh, yes. close us out? Okay. I don't want to, but we have to. <laughs> Thank you, Lewis, for uh, taking your time and enjoying both Karen and I on the show. Um, we are very honored that you have uh, shared your experience with us. However, what can you say? Can you tell us one thing you've learned from this show? Uh, I've, I've, I've learned that Karen is doing yet another postgraduate <laughs> work. So it's not enough for her to be a doctor. She also has to be a master, master, doctor, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and then Sandy's so happy that it's finally sunlight, daylight <laughs> when she's doing these. But yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's been so much fun. Well, thank you to all our listeners. And uh, if you enjoy the show, leave us a comment. And um, also, um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ChatWSK1. You find us and subscribe to our channel on Spotify, Google and Apple to hear more about what is going on in education on both sides of the pond. Yes, awesome. Thank you, Luis. We appreciate hey, thank you. you. Thank you. Encouraged.